everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, the only Wild Bow web serial shorter than the Bible, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Void, Chapters 7.3, 7.4, and 7.5. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know whether Charles ever does anything to actually help Kenneth and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. All right, before we get started, just to remind everyone, Pale Complexions, our fan art contest um, entries are due April 1st. Theme is Takeover, and you can do any Wild Bow story. Woo! Woohoo! Um, and really, you can be creative with whatever kind of art you want to make. So, yeah, just go crazy with it. Yeah, we've we're had a couple to see what y'all get. Yes, mm-hmm. we've had a few entries already. Um, and as a reminder, if you want to vote, you have to be a Patreon. So, um, if you want to decide who the very best artist is and who wins some cash money, woo, then become a Patreon. Indeed. All right. So this is our summary, which is kind of a long summary, but it is three chapters. Badly hurt by Isidora's attack, Blake tries and fails to attack her with the hyena. Conquest is called and Blake agrees to heal for three days before their final battle. Blake wakes up, finding that his friends end up spending a lot of blood to heal him. So they're kind of passed out. He finds out that Phil died. Rose fills him in with what's happening in the city. They end up going to meet up with Maggie, who's guarding Laird's location. Um, And they end up finding Laird with his implement in hand, and he ends up escaping, which Blake is weirdly optimistic about. (laughs) They go out into the street. Um, They see Duncan's fiance stuck in the snow. They help her out, and she ends up inviting them up for hot cocoa. Um, Duncan is alerted via Rune when they enter the house, and he ends up calling Laird for backup. Blake is correct about how chronomancy works and is able to defeat Duncan. He ends up looking outside at the end of all this and sees Conquest standing over Rose's summonings. What do you think of these chapters, Malia? <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It was It was a lot. It's nice knowing about Laird and chronomancy, I guess. Um, it feels like we're moving things along, but also they meet Conquest twice in three chapters and... I don't know. It doesn't... I don't know. (laughs) It could be about to end and it could just keep going. That's right. You haven't looked ahead to see how many arcs there are, have you? I know there's like 16, I think. Okay. Well. Um, I... Yeah. But I I haven't... I don't know what any of the other ones are called and stuff. By end, I mean like us being in Toronto ending. You don't think that the other story... The other arcs are just like blank like that one chapter was? That would be mean. (laughs) Like you try to click on all of them and nothing loads. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll kind of we'll dive into this then. Um, Blake is badly hurt by Isadora. Um, He apologizes to Evan for being unable to keep his promises. And I have to say, Malia, um, last week you kept saying it can't be like his actual (laughs) ribs. Okay, well, it said she laid his ribs bare, and I think she, like, maybe touches one of them with a claw, which is not the same. I mean, 
you can't get any more bare than like through the skin you could argue yeah i mean i think that the spirit of my thing was that i didn't think she had necessarily clawed him to death but it seems like she pretty much kind of did or like tried sort i mean of. he wasn't dead so he she didn't right. bomb to death she didn't eat him yeah but that's very nice i guess <laughs> uh, yeah no honestly i think she really helped out um which i don't honestly think is that hot of a take but maybe <laughs> it is <laughs> i mean for blake's luck that was pretty good right yeah no like they were all about to die horribly <laughs> like yeah, he basically she should at the right moment. Yeah, she she he basically should just uh, send her a thank you card. I mean, he doesn't have to thank her, but it was convenient. It was convenient. <laughs> um. Yeah. Also, Blake's like, I've been stabbed before, and then just immediately moves on. And I'm like, Are we ever gonna learn about this? Like, <laughs> there's just so many little things where it's like, Oh yes. Yeah. I mean, moving on. <laughs> I can understand not wanting to dwell on it. You know. Sure. <laughs> Uh, but a lot of the stories i feel like people need to stop and be like wait let's talk about this and this isn't necessarily one of those things i mean but, you know there's like three things in these bad time like god damn it i feel like right now in particular it's not like a good time to reminisce on like you know being and get into you know therapy stuff when his like ribs are hanging out they're not hanging out <laughs> i mean i know they're not literally hanging out but they're like his skin's like loose yeah that's yeah yeah like, it's, it, I mean, I don't think anyone could argue that's not, like, a great time to start talking about the past. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, I did want to talk to you about Blake's medical situation at this moment and, like, what... How fucked he is? Yeah. So, like, I none of his organs are stabbed. It seems like there's, like, a severe risk of infection and blood loss. Yeah. And that is that the main thing? Yeah. So, he just has to get, like, patched up. <laughs> I mean, not infected. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of amazing if like she didn't actually like perforate any organs, internal organs um, that you would want to look for in particular um, to see if like, yeah, any like if you have like intestinal perforation in particular that like is really, really uh, increases your risk of sepsis there. Um, mm. But yeah, like, I mean um depending on how i mean that or like punctured lung um you'd want to see like if he has any like arterial bleeding which it didn't seem like it because otherwise he'd be dead like a lot quicker mm -hmm. so he was pretty fucking lucky <laughs> he was really <laughs> lucky um but your ribs are kind of there to help protect your bot or your internal organs anyway so i guess they did mm -hmm. their job um and seems like for what she could have done, it actually is a pretty shallow, like, tearing, you know, because mm -hmm. she probably could just, like, straight up clawed, like, so far through. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'd have to reread that a little bit closer because it's been a couple days since I re since I read that <laughs> chapter, um, which I probably shouldn't be admitting since we're doing a podcast right now. But <laughs> Me and um, it's been a couple of years. You said days. Like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um yeah, it's been a few years, but I'm just <laughs> going to go off my brain on that. Um, but yeah, like blood loss and infections, a very secondary thing. Like your main thing's going to be blood loss. And hmm. um, if you have any, um, if any of the other organs are damaged, I would definitely be looking for like collapsed lung um, and uh, any cardiac 
things right there. <laughs> and then also like if you have internal bleeding, like if you're um, third spacing or having blood fill up your lung or around your lung, um, it basically can um, can have like something called a hemothorax. Um, and that's where like kind of similar to a pneumothorax, which you're probably not going to have a clue what that is. Um, but you also could get a pneumothorax. Basically, pneumothorax is when you have um, air that is around your lung. Um, and a lot of times that's caused from your lung being punctured because obviously you have mm. air in your lung. So your airs, the air in your lung is going to leak into the space around your lung. Why that's bad is because the more air that's around your lung, the harder mm -hmm. it is for your chest to actually, like for your lung to expand. So the more air you get around your lung, um, the more, um, like the less it will actually expand, the less you can breathe. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what we call like a collapsed lung. Like that can cause a collapsed lung. Okay. So one of, that's one of the big like risks and traumas. Um, and that's like one of the things you can do is something, um, called like a needle decompression where you actually like stick a needle um, into the chest um, to try to like drain the air out basically oh. and give that lung more room to, um, to expand. Um, oh. Or if you have like a big wound in your chest. That's why like if you learn, uh, if you take some like kind of more advanced first aid courses um, could, they say to like put a um, dressing over that but tape it on three sides and the fourth side is to let the air out so it kind of like hmm. burps the air out um hemothorax is kind of similar but with blood so mm -hmm. if you're bleeding um have blood surrounding that area um and making it so that there's too much pressure for the lung to expand um there's a lot of different injuries you can get um yeah but he was really lucky <laughs> seems like he was really fucking lucky and he just had a lot of blood loss um but he was fine yeah. Just some wax and some his and friends some, bleeding out for him. He's fucking goblin magic or something. Goblin magic. He was I mean, frankly, he's lucky it's not plugged up with mucus. So he's oh, yeah. doing great. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if what Maggie knows is like a goblin thing or if it's a fey thing or like what? Because it's useful that she knows this, but also like I'm picturing Ram Jam and just like stabbing nails into stuff. Like this doesn't seem like that at all. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like she has um, a little bit more knowledge, like picked up from different things here and there. So mm -hmm. could be like even a non-goblin thing she's picked up somewhere. But yeah, I don't know. Um, right. So Ty is like, I want to help Blake, and like that's nice. But also, your other friend's dying, and there's another person dying. And but I mean, I guess Blake is going to keep getting attacked. So this is actually really nice. And they're all like, let's help Blake. And she's like, no, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll kill you too. And it's like, well, maybe go save Alexis um, and or Fel. And she's like, I don't think Maggie's going to help or do shit. And I was like, Maggie, why won't you fucking help? Is this like the, the blood and darkness or whatever thing? Like, is it just like, ha ha ha, if they die, it's better for making that happen or whatever? Like, I just <sighs> hate it. Um... I'm sad that Fel's dead. Like, I wasn't actually as sad as I thought I'd be. I think because I haven't quite... It hasn't settled in yet. It was just like, suddenly Fel is shot through the collarbone and we just, like, never fucking see him again. And that mm -hmm. sucks. And I'm sad. And he's been captured in, in his soul by the shepherd, which sucks. That is sucks. It's that just suck. a real bummer really all around. Mm -hmm. And Isadora's like, oh, I hope you're not counting Fel among, like, decent people. I'm like, fuck you! 
Like, says the woman who just, like, raped a guy through the chest. Right, Thanks. I'm like, so, like, he's actually pretty great. It seems he's, like, a good uncle. He's trying his best. He's just also, like, forced by his birth, right, to work for this dude. Like, mm-hmm. he is not morally culpable for the shit that he does almost ever. So. It's kind of random, but just because, I'm just... I'm not. I probably. I'm not going to list every single like medical thing that there could be with like getting raked to the chest because there's too many <laughs> fucking things that there could be. But I also it just popped in my head and it won't like leave me alone. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to say cardiac tamponade, which is like fluid building up around the heart. Oh, that's bad. So that's all I'm going to say about that. So y'all can Google stuff because <laughs> otherwise I'm gonna. You know me. I get on tangents about things that. uh are probably not as interesting to everyone else as it is to me. So I'm going to stop talking about that for now. You never know. I mean, yeah, while Bill like describes these injuries really well, very viscerally, very like I could, uh, it just made me. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty jacked. So it's pretty jacked up. Um, also, Maggie answered a Sphinx question and she's not dead, which makes me confused as fuck. Did you notice uh-huh. that? I forgot which one it was, to be honest. No. So she said something, oh, God, like you dare to challenge me a Sphinx or some shit. And Maggie's like, well, as far as I can tell, you're not much of a Sphinx. And nothing happened to her. But it was a question. It ended with a question mark. And we all moved on. We all moved on. But maybe we, maybe, like, is she not a Sphinx? (laughs) Has everyone not been answering her questions for nothing? Oh, she says... Are you such an expert on sphinxes, stranger? And then Maggie says, as far as I can tell, you aren't much of a sphinx. Mm. Um, Maybe that's this whole thing. Maybe she's secretly not a sphinx. She's not dead. I don't get it. Feels like a something. <laughs> it could be something. <laughs> but also Blake's not fully, whatever. He can't fully pay attention to things that are going on. Understandably. Yeah. But no, I think that she this actually like really helped and came in super clutch, right? Because, like, Blake was like, we were doing fine, and then Isadora showed up. And I'm like, that's not accurate. (laughs) You were doing okay, and then, you know, Orion or whoever the fuck showed up, and then you were all about to die horribly. I mean, not even, just, like, quickly, succinctly. True. Um, Like, one of them does die, (laughs) and the thing that seems to prevent the guy from shooting all of them is Isadora. You know, like, it's not, this is not... This was clutch. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, and then there's all the weird, like, coup claim stuff that is confusing about, you know, who's giving up more power and more face in whatever situations and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, we will get into that in a second, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then, like, apologizing to Evan was really, really heartbreaking and sad and sweet but it's just like yeah like i wanted to stop more bad things i'm sorry we didn't it was just like eh. <laughs> <No. laughs> it's like no it's literally fine i will it's everything is fine and then he's like like evan is able to give blake tenacity like the thing that he had that helped him survive in the forest for so long and it helped him survive the hyena after dying for so long um mm-hmm. and it's so cool and awesome and evan is such a good familiar and like this is so much of what Blake needs, and it's sweet that like he doesn't even know what he's doing or how he's doing it. And I don't know, it's almost like Evan inspires Blake or something, and it's really cute. That's really cute. It. That's sweet. Yeah. And then there's a moment of like Blake still has the goddamn locket. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he still has the empty locket on his hand that might have like some bit of residue left and i'm just like (laughs) the amount of that locket can't possibly hurt you enough if someone else takes it for this to be worth it (laughs) it's so dumb (laughs) oh i'm so mad okay (laughs) yeah i mean he's doing yeah i don't know blake's gonna blake well with evan's help blake basically gathers like a meager amount of strength that's just enough to try to drag himself over like with the hyena and he somehow thinks he's gonna attack (laughs) isadora successfully um so good of course it fails because (laughs) of course it does um and then isadora ends up calling conquest to deal because basically um if conquest were to try to like defeat blake right now it would just be like too unfair (laughs) and Mm. so conquest ends up making a deal with blake to let him heal yeah this feels like that that thing with the fairy in like arc one two whatever that was two Mm -hmm. two i think um with you know like the fairy was already defeated so take you'd have to defeat them even more so like blake has been conquered in this moment (laughs) and so like killing blake wouldn't really be conquest conquering him or whatever um yeah and this was an interesting thing because like she 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 seemed to basically say like no like i'm still going to be involved in this Mm -hmm. um i don't know it feels to me like she actually likes blake and you know doesn't like conquest but she's very into quote unquote balance but then also like she this helped him and i don't really Mm -hmm. get is it like she needed to save face for blake upsetting the balance so she needed to fuck with him and then something something like i don't fully get why she gets involved other than like her honor or something <laughs> like if everyone's like oh yeah isadora hates it when the balance is upset and this person obviously upset the balance and then she just fucking sat there like maybe that would hurt her scary yes yeah. okay i'm um, sorry i'm going back to this and i really should have prepared and that you were going to ask me a question about medical stuff and i, don't know, <laughs> I didn't think about it but like <laughs> did he like did it say what direction like the claw was from like if it was from like right to left or like if it was across the hole or yeah so um at one point eventually it says um like top of left shoulder like there was one of the cuts was like left shoulder to like right nipple so i think she swiped with her right hand okay okay um so it seemed possibly pretty high up which was another thing maybe that would help you know helped with the intestines and crap that definitely helps with the intestines um what it it makes it a lot closer to like your esophagus. Um, so he got fucking lucky. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking bud- blood vessels as well. Um, mm. Like a lot. Um, but also thinking like, I mean, if it was a little bit lower, I mean, it must have just been really shallow. Except that it can't be that shallow because his skin was loose. So he, for having bad karma, he was really lucky. But I was like, <laughs> I would be expecting a splenic lack or a liver lack. And your liver is, in particular, is really vascular. So you'd be bleeding like a motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, but that's besides the fact that getting raked across the chest is going to make you bleed like a motherfucker as well. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, your liver would... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just okay. I'm gonna stop. I should have thought about this more, and then I would have had a more coherent answer. But I don't know why I didn't think about the medical side of that. Well, this makes me 
<laughs> this makes me want to go and look at the like soul and self extra materials in pale where you learn about like the seven different parts of the body and like you hmm. know being gouged through the chest how fucked is blake i want to do that really that's kind of um, interesting so if you have another thing you think he could have been fucked by you have the time to enlighten us <laughs> there's so many things though that's the thing there's so many things like if it could have gouged like his trachea and so he couldn't breathe and so you'd have to either do like you have to probably do like you can't even do like a tracheotomy i don't think um or tracheostomy um what was it a crike you have to do a crike what <laughs> it sounds australian I'm trying to like how do you how do you pronounce that? That's embarrassing, but I haven't done a crike. I almost saw one. How do you spell that? Crikey. Yeah, crikey. <laughs> no, not craniotomy. I'm not making this crap up. It's a real thing. I I really should just have you. Is that one is cricothyroidotomy? Yeah, that must that's that that's it. That's yeah, and that's basically like um. Just in a different part of like your throat, because you know, like a trach, like a tracheostomy, you make a surgical hole like in your trachea, basically. Um, So where's the other one? Cricothyrotomy, which is why we call it a crike because it's like, (laughs) bless you. Um, They're just like in a bit, bit different spots. That's all. Huh. Okay. Yeah, but um, tracheostomy is better. If you can do it, um, crike is emergent. Um, and I think, yeah, I think a crike is supposed to be like more short term, where like a trach that tends to be more long term. Hmm. So you can place that a little more carefully. While a crike, you're like, just this guy needs an airway. <laughs> so interesting. Okay. Yeah, you can feel free to cut that all out because <laughs> I feel like I'm just like rambling and it's not making a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> we'll see how it sounds. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I found the extra material. So based on this, um, it seems like there's two places, two to four places he could have been affected. Um, so the two he was like probably definitely affected are the heart and the solar plexus. Um, so I mean, this is also about like storing power and like different stuff that i don't fully understand because i don't fully understand this shit but um just to talk about the symbolic meanings of these areas of blake's body because mm-hmm. why not so why not? the heart you know like the upper chest kind of is physicality health healing um <laughs> um also maybe like a connection so like you can have connections rooted in all of the different spots but mm-hmm. like a good connection like happy good for you connections and wellness is connected to your heart. So that would be bad if that was damaged. Maybe his ribs saved him. Um, there's the solar plexus, which is absorption. Um, the processing and digestion of outside influences, deeper knowledge, and like wisdom. Mm-hmm. So he could use some wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then um, the other two that are like maybes are the throat and the sacrum, just depending on where the mauling occurred. So mm-hmm. the throat is connections, um, lots of social connections um, because of like your word, your breath, your communication, mm-hmm. it has to do with society. That's another thing Blake really needs. So another thing he's also sort of slowly losing-ish as his friends are dropping like flies. Yeah. Um, and then the sacrum, 
um, which is wantings. Um, the fuel that drives us. Maybe where power in general sits when we're done digesting it. Um, the sacrum. Mm-hmm. That seems kind of low, doesn't it? Yeah, I just was like, like I wanted to hit the very top possible and the very bottom possible. That's like pelvic. Yeah, okay. She probably didn't hit the sacrum. <laughs> Hopefully not, at least. That's like pretty fucking, yeah, at least that's like very low. Um, yeah. So like, if, if he were to have come into the emergency room, he'd be bleeding out because mm-hmm. he, I mean, let's be real, he'd be bleeding out. So we would immediately like get some kind of IV access. If we couldn't do IV access, we would do IO, which is intraosseous, which is a temporary thing where you basically drill through um, usually like the shin bone and you actually can put fluids through there. You'd be giving a lot of fluids. You'd be getting, giving emergent blood. Um, we would probably bring him down to get a CT done to see like what organs are affected. And we'd be trying to get him into for emergent surgery. And we'd be trying to probably intubate in order to um, preserve the airway, especially if he's like, and if he does have uh, trauma to like the throat, we might have to do a crike, um, but we'd still probably be trying to intubate and then sedate um, to get him like as comfortable as possible. I mean, because you're not going to be comfortable, obviously. <laughs> um, probably is going into shock. Um, so yeah, lots of fluids, lots of blood, um, different medications for sedating. Get him into an OR as soon as possible hmm. and try to stabilize as much as we can. Um, I've seen some pretty bad uh, bloody codes before, but I don't think I have seen one with like um, a ripped open chest like that. Mm. So that's good. Um, yeah. Again, I haven't been working in the emergency room for about uh, three to three and a half years. So take that with a grain of salt. But uh, <laughs> I think that's probably somewhat accurate, at least. Yeah, I think so. Sure. All right. <laughs> um, now. But yeah, so we get the sense that Rose knows that she will take Blake's place, that she won't die if Blake dies, slash when Blake dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is this uh, this is just the time I've decided. Blake needs to talk to Rose about this. <laughs> this this really comes up later. So obviously he doesn't need to talk to Rose in this moment. Um, but later we learn that Rose was made heir at the grandma's death, not Molly. Mm-hmm. And that seems super important. Um also like it I mean, I know Blake or like two Rose, Rose has existed her whole life, right? Like she has memories that go back to when she was a child or whatever. Um, yeah. But it seems like the moment that Rose actually came into being is important. Um, and it seems like Rose has in some way existed for longer than we thought. Slash she, I mean, she would still have memories of the months after, well, Molly was, you know, heir. Uh-huh. But we didn't think that Rose was the heir in her own timeline. We thought that she became the heir when Blake did, I think is like what we all, what I assumed, what the reader assumed, what Blake assumed. And so Rose had four months as the heir learning all this shit, unless it just weirdly time skipped in her brain and memories from bam, you're appointed to bam, you're telling Blake to wake up. But it seems like Rose knows a lot more about her purpose and shit um i don't know why she would have i mean maybe she actually didn't awaken in that ceremony <laughs> here's some like deep 
tinfoily shit. Maybe she had already done the awakening ceremony, um, which is why mm. nothing moved around when she did it again. Um, mm. But she had to like pretend that she didn't know all the stuff that was going on, so that when so that Blake wasn't sus. Um, I don't know. It just so I remember mm. sort of saying like the lawyer was in the house and was like Molly said, "Go get Blake." Um, but God, I just we need this conversation. And Blake's like, I don't want to be like Rose. Like, I don't want to be a dick about things after having been out of it for a bit. And it's like, this isn't, this isn't the same. (laughs) You need to talk about this. (laughs) This isn't about things that happened while you were passed out that you're like impatient about understanding. This is something that Rose has been keeping from you for a week and a half, a.k.a. her entire existence, possibly or only a very short time in her entire existence because she's existed for months. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be sus of Rose because I do like her, but this is sus. Sure. I also don't know if I'm using the word sus accurately, grammatically all the time. So Gen Z, if you would help me out. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know if like it's accurate to say that there is a grammatically accurate way to say sus. <laughs> but um, I think you're using it fine. Okay. Because I mean... Um, yeah, because I know you, if you are sus, that means you're suspicious. But I don't know if you can be sus of someone, like be suspicious of someone. I'm pretty sure I've it's heard a- that used before, and I think it's a new enough term that like you can say whatever you want. Well, it's interesting in general that like I'm suspicious and I'm suspicious of have the opposite meaning <laughs> because they're very they, they just I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. But yeah, so that's those are my, some of my feelings about that, and then we mm-hmm. get back to like squeaky body horror from like one is the skin like being loose on his chest and the blood not actually being that warm to uh holding a huge heavy ridiculous sword with your hand that has a bunch of spikes such that the blood from your hand is filling up your glove and it's squishy and i want to die like like, oh thanks blake (laughs) well that's fucking delightful (laughs) i mean yeah it's like, I normally don't mind the word squishy, but in that context, um, it's not great. I mind it. <laughs> like, it's like, you're bleeding that much. Ugh. Yeah, I hate it. Um, it's also interesting that, like, so Fell and Blake are expendable because there's people waiting to take their place. And I don't know, like, it's like there's there's a woman and a girl waiting to take their place. Like, I don't know if that's interesting or significant in any way. Hmm. Um, but it seems kind of interesting. Like they seem very like foils of each other. Um, I really hope that the niece doesn't take doesn't his place. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I hope that Blake and Rose are fine. I don't know. <laughs> um, God. And then, <laughs> fucking Rose. <laughs> she's talking to Isadora, and I think she's trying to stop her from killing Blake. Um, in her yeah. own way, but. <laughs> <laughs> When he's like, oh, your friends are dying or whatever she says, Isadora says. And then Rose is like, they're not my friends. They're Blake's. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, fuck off. <laughs> like, if that was an attempt to gainsay, like, maybe that, you know, whatever. But also, like, they could be your friends if you were just, like, you know, talk to them or whatever. <laughs> God damn it. Like, ah, like, it's so, I mean, it's it's very, she's very much like grandma rose in a lot of ways and it's fascinating Mm -hmm. but that was just a like oh my god rose (laughs) (laughs) like damn that's cold i just (laughs) 
there's enough time. Um, and like saying shit like that ensures that they're not going to be your friends. Yeah. Because like, at least if they hear her, <laughs> maybe uh, they'll be too like out of it with blood loss. Well, they're Tiff and Ty are fine as far as we know. Um, yeah, but then then so just how Rose is melodramatic about that. Blake becomes melodramatic when he's like, um, you know, Ty Tiffany is upset because Isadora just <laughs> stopped Blake from uh, hurting her hilariously and like pushed him down or whatever. And Tiff is going to go to Blake and Ty's like, no, like he'd want you to help Alexis. Like, don't, you know, don't get yourself killed, Tiffany. Let's save a friend. Um, And then, you know, so when Ty stops Tiff from going over to help, Blake's like, the only person who stood by me here was Evan. And I'm like, bitch. (laughs) 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 Bitch, they're all standing by you. Don't want to die for no reason. They're all here for you. They're all super fucking here for you. They all fucking awoke for you. Right. (laughs) They haven't left. They're still here. Like, what? You're like with demons and shit. They didn't Uh, back up slowly and were like, we're going to get away from this guy. They're all standing by you. Yeah. No. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's true. (laughs) I mean, I mean, just to just to throw him a bone. I mean, like. I can get wanting to feel sorry for yourself while like you're bleeding <laughs> you're out. You're dying horribly. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, all right. I mean, <laughs> it just sounds like he feels almost betrayed and he shouldn't at all. No, you know, he shouldn't like, um, you're gonna be fucking, well, okay. You, you don't know you're gonna be fine. Actually. You, in fact, it looks like you're really not going to be fine, but, <laughs> but you're gonna be fine. <laughs> you know, they're uh, trying. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny. It feels like there's like, I like that it's Conquest and Rose and um, Isadora all talking at the end because they sort of feel like they're on a le- another level from most of the other characters in this situation. Um, like, obviously, Ty, Tiffany, and Alexis don't know what's happening. And then Blake, but Blake's just much more like, I'm a big hammer, I'm gonna like smack things. Um, Fell is dead, but is also like a servant. Maggie's like a little wild pixie girl. And. <laughs> Like Rose manages to solve the situation by being like, Isadora, it would be ignoble to let him die. He tried. Like, like what the fuck? Like <laughs> And Isadora's like, yeah, you're right. Like that really good. Like that really works on me. Like, it would be ignoble of me to do this is fucking obnoxious, and I love it a lot. Um Do you think Maggie would get mad to hear you call her a little pixie girl i mean it's accurate i just think it's kind of funny that you're calling a goblin queen a pixie girl she doesn't like goblins <laughs> no i mean that's true but i'm just like and she hangs she deals with fairies i mean i don't really mean yeah like in terms of fae but just in terms of like there's some thing inside of her or something <laughs> hmm. all right well we'll get to that later because i think you're probably <laughs> talking about a future thing so all right um yeah, so um Fell's dead and I'm sad. And Congress is like, hey, you wanna be my servant? Like he needs a replacement for Fell. <laughs> and also a demon person. Um but I was yeah. really like I didn't think Blake was gonna agree in this moment when he's like, I looked up at Conquest, but I was just like so nervous. Like, what if he accidentally blinked? Like, what if he just sort of like winced? Like, what if like something got in his eye? Like, what if I know <laughs> It was so awful. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, that's the time that you're going to get some shit in your eye or you're going to like need to, I don't know, 
sneeze and your eye'll blink or something. something. I was like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> like, just shake your head. <laughs> like, if anything, just keep your eyes shut and just shake your head because <laughs> you can't blink if your eyes are closed already. <laughs> yeah, I do think this got him some cred or whatever with the spirits though for like pulling it off and like the spirits True. I think in a way would like want to help this like is Blake lucky was it karma was it Isadora like not actually wanting to kill him um is it just a better story if Blake lives it's I more mean, entertaining yes. probably but- yeah <laughs> that's probably the spirits are like all right let's keep it going, let's, keep going. <laughs> let's get some popcorn <laughs> uh yeah so he gets three days like Jesus <laughs> He or like just three, ba- almost dies and rises again after three days. I I wasn't I wasn't like three is a very packed number, but it's also a biblical number, and I wasn't sure if it was like supposed to be a Jesus reference. I don't know. I mean, I hadn't thought of it like that. Um, but maybe. I mean, he didn't exactly die, but he was really fucking close. Right. Um, as Scott always says, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> themes or something uh it's themes, like fun yeah. being on the doof cast but i also just feel very overwhelmed because i'm like this thing that happened was funny and they're like oh yes the themes this is what the author <laughs> yeah, is I'm trying like, oh. to say these are the things that are this is how this character is acting in accordance with the themes and i'm like it was funny <laughs> yeah. it's like oh it's funny how like he ordered like pizza that way and they're like yes it's talking about his dead mother and you know the trauma of them like what the th- it's the themes <laughs> like well, well you know he's he's trapped geez. alone in the house and he's disconnected from society and even the society that tries to bring him sustenance is oh fuck it's the it's know? society it's the society <laughs> oh my gosh we live in a society malia <laughs> we live in a society <sighs> yeah but i just i don't know i thought i was like gonna be able to do what scott did with worm and pick out themes and then like do good <laughs> predictions and i'm just like i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean to be fair um it's hard with like law school and stuff and he's really good at all that they're both really good at it yeah they're both really good at it but it's okay malia because we are not a copy cat podcast <laughs> and they would not have asked us on their team if they just wanted another copycat podcast we are our own thing we're our own beast we don't have to be insightful we can just be weird and silly and it's still endearing it's true yeah it is fun it is fun yeah <laughs> um yeah sort of speaking of you should get on the doofcast jen and flex your theme muscles <laughs> yeah you think you have poor theme muscles yeah i mean I'm sure it'd be entertaining. I mean, if I actually tried, I'd probably do better than now. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound very good, does it? Um, <laughs> I mean, um, I yeah, mean, you're I'm, not supposed to be the one figuring the story out. You're just supposed to like steer me. I feel like this is not a very favorable way to paint myself, but I'm just going to say it. I kind of feel like in terms of like the two of us, I'm that partner in the group project <laughs> that is just fucking coasting, you know, <laughs> like you're doing all the fucking work. I get to just kind of sit by and I'm like, I'm going to write the summaries, Malia. I'm going to find my fun fact. And you do all the hard work and I still get some credit. All right. So that's, that's me. Yeah. Um, well, me just like rambling about this by myself wouldn't be as fun. That's true. Um, 
dual rambling helps. <laughs> Definitely. Um, at least I'm assuming. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it is more, it is fun, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely that person in the group project right now. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but you also did the reading like, you know, way, way ahead. I did. Um, yeah. And I'm not looking into it as like insightful, like some kind of just like, that's Malia's job. <laughs> she can do it. <laughs> uh, that's, so that's terrible. But look, I mean, this is where we are. Okay. <laughs> This is where we are. This is what we're doing. So it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Maybe at the very end of the whole show, we can have Scott and Matt on to explain the themes of Pixar back to us. <laughs> true. Is that or um, Ruben and Elliot? Since like that's true. They, that kind of makes more sense since they like <laughs> probably know the story a little bit more in depthly since they've like they've really looked at that like inside out like crazy mm. we could be like all right give us a grade like in our group project <laughs> what would you rate us in terms of our understanding and they're gonna be like uh b minus for effort <laughs> <laughs> i think we get a b plus <laughs> okay maybe b- well okay i said us both that that's our yeah. average that's our average you have a higher score than me that's all i'm gonna say okay about sure. that Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right um so blake uh has a fever dream basically i mean he probably doesn't have a fever but he has a fucking shock induced like weird ass dream and he sees miss lewis and he sees like some happy stuff basically evan having fun being the happy stuff um mm. and then he ends up waking up to rose and james corfiday i realized I meant to Google dream meaning for bridge. Dream uh, meaning for bridge. Hmm. So he's in a dream thingy and there's this unfinished bridge and he's on it. And I guess it's like his future is not yet de- determined. It also made me think of Jacob's Bell and how they want to get the house out of the way so they can like expand. Um, and maybe H- Hillsglade House has well, broken Well, I just Googled it and according to psychicblaze.com, uh-huh. um, bridges symbolize transition. Because it allows us to transfer to, from one place to another. So it usually means there'll be a transition in your life. I'm also going to go to antiflow.com just because that <laughs> kind of makes me laugh. Um, cool. And let's see. Also, often representations of connection, stability, and progress. Um, a bridge is a spiritual message that it is time to review your life. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think Blake should just get that. Yeah, I think he just. <laughs> Should review his life. Whether fuck, there was- yeah. <laughs> um, it's normally used to link two situations or there's a need to cross over to the other side. So a bridge in a broad sense indicates someone needs to overcome an obstacle. Um, and there's a lot of crap. Um, but basically everything I just said, that's it. Thank you, Antiflow. <laughs> yeah, I'm also seeing, ooh, 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 I got one. Because I was seeing a lot about bridges like breaking but not a lot about building bridges so mm. <laughs> this is really good okay to dream about either yourself or others building a bridge suggests that you are going to experience some difficulty soon <laughs> <laughs> this is because you have taken on too much probably in both your home and your work lives <laughs> <laughs> all right well i gotta uh, say this dream is a little late <laughs> i'm like way to tell us something we didn't already know but ooh, unable to cross a bridge or that it is blocked 
This dream is very much connected to romantic relationships. <laughs> You're going to enter a new romantic relationship, but you are going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you've been attracted to this person for a long time, but that doesn't mean you know what he or she is really like. This dream okay. is a warning. You better have a bold and specific prediction about that. <laughs> you've got the whole podcast to come up with it. I want to see All who right. Blake's uh, romantic uh, issues are going to be with. <laughs> All right, we'll figure it out. Um, All right. Well, yeah, so Evan having fun is fun. It's it's just the whole, Blake. well, okay, in this dream, Blake literally is like, this is why I can never see myself actually having a partner and being with someone because I'm never comfortable unless I'm alone and with Evan. Um, but mm-hmm. Evan is like kind of an extension of him from the familiar whatever-ish. True. Thingy. I don't know. Um, the branches and birds doubling in numbers seem like a good sign. That seemed like stronger, more Blakey Blake um, with his tattoos. Okay. That felt like a, you're wrong, but okay. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I said okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Ms. Lewis. Um, she's great. Um, I don't know how she got here. Um, I guess we we already know about mares. So we already know about people being able to get into dreams. Um, okay. So maybe something like that. They have demon powers. I don't know. This is probably like not that big of a deal. Um, and... I didn't think about Blake calling the lawyers um, in the last chapter. Um, I think once he like didn't call them the first time he went to conquest and then he didn't call them when he did the game or what, you know, did the the contest. Yeah. I just sort of gave up on the whole calling the lawyers during this thing. Um, yeah. On it, to be honest, part of it is probably also that we had a big break for your maternity leave because part of me was like oh yeah <laughs> these <Yeah>. guys <laughs> um but yeah the there's the interesting like the they will become a threat to blake if they start to think that he's never going to like join them or whatever that he like is completely resisting them they'll like be like well maybe rose will fucking turn to the dark side um so they're kind of like we'll kill you and or let you be killed or something if you don't start asking us for help. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-oh. What? Huh? Was the uh-oh just in terms of Blake's situation? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was worried it was a technical uh-oh. No. Okay. Um, And then I think, you know, it was interesting that they're in the hope part of Blake's brain. And it was kind of yeah. nice. Um, God, and then opening his eyes and being like, and there's Rose, and there's Corviday. <laughs> like... Oh my god. Um, it does suck that Blake was like not that one and Rose was like, yes, that one. Cause she she found like the sludge monster and shit, and it seems like she could have still not done this horrible thing. <laughs> yeah. But <sighs> it also sucks that seeing Rose in the mirror is not comforting. <laughs> like, I guess Blake just has other people around him that are more positive and Rose and you know, like Maggie would also be kind of like meh but like it sucks that it's not like oh rose it's like oh rose <laughs> yeah that does suck <laughs> uh. all right well blake ends up seeing his friends kind of passed out around him uh finds that they gave a lot of blood in order to help heal him up um his wounds are plugged up with wax courtesy of maggie blake also finds out that fell is dead and rose hey. fills him in on the city status Thank you for adding that background. 
that helped uh, sell the dire situation. You know, here's the thing: like, <laughs> no one gave a fuck that Dick Swizzle died, and people only give slightly more of a fuck that Fell died. I have to be the grieving presence in this story because none of these characters fucking care. Like, like, <laughs> well, he was an asshole, but I mean, I kind of liked him. Like, I think Blake's sad. No one else seems sad. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm sad. Like he died off screen in an unsatisfying way, but I'm going to make myself feel the feelings that I felt when I was sad. And also I think predicted he was going to die and I'm sad. That is your right. <sighs> yes. It is sad um, that fell, fell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to make you irritated and I'm not sorry. <laughs> it was right there all along. <laughs> <laughs> it was right in front of us the whole time. It was su- such obvious, like, so obvious. subtext. There you go. You think we can't read into themes and the subtext? There you go. Bell, bell. It's that. That's like foreshadowing 101. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, um, Although you could also argue that we didn't see that. Um, and so that makes us really, really bad at interpreting it. So... <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bummed that we never find out why, or maybe we will, but we haven't found out why he goes by Fell and not Malcolm. I mean, he might just like that. Maybe he tripped a lot as a child and that was his nickname. And <laughs> Nope. No. <sighs> yeah. No, um, that's silly. His name's Fell. Yeah, I'm glad that Alexis, Tiffany, and Ty are okay. Um, it sucks that Alexis keeps getting hurt. I was think- remembering the, like, the heart attack demon not demon uh echo and now the the astrologer and i'm wondering if like i mean the first one felt like a coincidence and this one almost feels like do they know i mean maybe they can see like blake likes that one let's kill it um but that sucks (laughs) um like i don't want any of them to get hurt but it's like what a diss to his other friends right (laughs) (laughs) like alexis is the one that keeps getting you know oh my god (laughs) Oh, hurt pain yeah. um oh, yep um but i mean it's kind of not like we're kind of narrowing down because it's i think good that his friends are sort of out of commission currently they kind of you know they need to break sure and it sucks that that break is bleeding themselves out so that like can heal and it's really nice that they're doing this i just hate this yeah um yeah. Also, the towel man is like really growing on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the wax at first, I was like, "Oh my god, I hate this. It's disgusting." Like, but also, I was like, eh, "It's kind of useful and like cool." Um, and I don't know. Later, he like helps push the car. He's just like all around solid guy. He's like, "Oh, you're you're afraid it's dark. Let me light some candles." And like, "Oh yeah, Blake, let me, let me get you some wax." I mean, he was probably like ordered or whatever, but it was still nice. It was nice. Yeah, he's like straight up like wholesome tallow man. Yeah. No, like if this was pale, we'd be like talking about how the tallow man needs to like, you know, recognize that he has blood on his hands and like, you know, make steps to change to become a better person. But also about how <laughs> fucking great he is. He's so cool. He's like, pretty great. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> he wears like, you know, all, he's all bundled up in the in the snow and the cold. And he all he just uh, he's so good. um but yeah fells or evan sleeping is kind of cute it sucks later when it's like did you tell evan to go to sleep so that you could take the sword and give it to maggie because that sucks yeah that's a little sketch 
the sleeping was cute almost worth it um um i think uh, at when the, the whole like we didn't trade fail fell for laird because that would have undermined your victory and we can't use fell and we don't want it to get worse with the victory i was like yeah maybe i guess and then fell or then laird gets out like you know 300 words later and i was like what the fuck <laughs> like, yeah like wow this kind of sucks it. We could have at least like given Fell some peace. Hopefully, I don't know what where Fell's going when he dies, but like, god damn it! <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, and then we learn more about Blake and Rose's horrible family. That like one of the cousins went to college. Seems like Callan and or Kathy, and she somehow made a dorm uninhabitable in the middle of the semester and fucked over a bunch of people. By she, I mean their mom. And yeah, I'm like, what the fuck did she do? and this is without practice (laughs) yeah um it makes me wonder when because i think for a while the family like rose didn't say it would be a daughter for a while Mm -hmm. um so i wonder if in rose's timeline she said it a lot earlier um and that's why this was a thing against kathy in that timeline but against callan and blake's um Mm. and i also wonder like i mean I still feel really, really awful for Blake and his family and how shitty and bad they are. But it really struck me in this how Rose was a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while she could have, you know, run away to the streets or whatever, like Blake did, um, she was like, that's, you know, that's the way she could have gotten out of the situation. Like she was a target from all of the rest of the family in the same way that all the other women were. Yeah. Um, and so... Because I was like, wow, the orange juice concentrate. And like, that's so weird. But like, it's like, oh, like she was targeted. Um, Yeah. Whereas Blake was like ignored, sometimes kind of involved, just kind of like. Yeah. Um, I think it's also interesting that Rose says then Peter made his play. Um, Because I'm like, you know, Peter and Paige go in at the same time and they come out and Paige is like, you lied. And Peter's like, I wasn't lying blah 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 and um i still want to know what happened there i still want to know like was peter lying was Paige lying were they both lying because like in blake's world rose had already grandma rose had already decided to like make rose and to do this like Paige is on the bottom of the list and i don't think you know that she changed her mind in that moment i don't think peter really did much of anything to change her mind except maybe put her on the bottom as opposed to just birth order for yeah. some reason um but because in Rose's timeline, it seems like they thought Paige was going to get it, but then Rose did. And that's just, I don't know, fascinating. And we skipped Molly. Mm-hmm. Pretty weird. So is Molly still alive in Rose's universe? I mean, I guess there wasn't a universe. It's just fabricated memories. But like, ah, did Molly exist? Did Molly exist? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> but we learn more about what maggie's up to and that you know or no we don't we learn that later rose is sort of like the hyena's not helping um and he hasn't been helping since we caught laird and part of it is like i think he wants to not be with these people anymore but i was also wondering if he was just like extra mad because like evan was controlling him and he just hated that like he was like willing to do it the first time and then he was like no fuck this i hated it yeah um but i mean he it was given to maggie i don't know um and then we learn about rose's doings and rose has summoned some more things including corviday 
and she has set the astrologer and the sisters against each other. Mm-hmm. And this seemed actually like not that bad. <laughs> um, like their big strong elemental <clears throat> is now living in one of the astrologers' things, and that sucks. Um, but pettyish infighting over this seems kind of useful, especially since Blake's side is like completely broken down. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this wasn't I mean it's a thing that's really important to them and it's a thing that's really important to the astrologer but it's not I don't know like this wasn't and your whole family is like turned against you and blah 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 it was just sort of like I don't know these people need to deal with this thing now yes <laughs> Um. but yeah I mean hopefully they don't figure out that Blake slash Rose did it and hate them for it but it does seem like the elemental could have just sort of ended up in the thing yeah um but then yeah and then you know evan wakes up and they're like let's go and evan's like you're better and blake's like yeah thanks to my friends and rose is offended and he's like rose you're one of my friends fuck you (laughs) and then she's super bewildered but also like i didn't necessarily think she was included and so like it's nice that like i get why rose was like excuse you i helped but then Mm -hmm. it's also nice that blake was like no you're one of the friends yeah um but yeah she just seems to push everyone away um possibly because she knows she's supposed to replace blake and it's upsetting yeah (laughs) she's not yeah the longer the story goes the more this is giving me like evil twin vibes um reluctant evil twin vibes it's just a bummer (laughs) that is a bummer all right i'm gonna move on to the next part so um they basically decide to go meet up with maggie who's guarding laird's location um and blake kind of thinks about rose's behavior and her intentions yeah so city magic sort of yeah city magic's always so fun um it sucks that it's like conquest is stronger he's doing all this crazy shit yeah um and they're like arguing about you know rose and the summonings and all that shit and he's mm-hmm. like, what if you summon another midge? And Rose is like, that was my first one. And I you, ha- I, I was just a mistake. And I'm never going to do it again. And I'm like, everyone makes mistakes sometimes. Like, you can't just be like, I'm done with mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't and like sh- it. So they're not going to happen anymore. Right. Like, now no I've more- learned everything there is to know about this. And I'm perfect. Like, no, Rose. <laughs> like. Like that's like you summon fucking Corvidae. Like it's just evil. Well, um, better than a demon, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's not saying a lot, a lot, you know. No, but yeah. Oh, they end up finding Maggie with the hyena, which Blake and Evan are pretty upset about. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they go upstairs and find Laird, who has his implement, and he ends up escaping. Uh, Maggie. Um. Yeah, this wasn't. I didn't. You know, this felt bad because Blake you know doesn't trust her and has been like trying to prevent her from getting it because she's not telling him shit to be fair he's not asking shit but it's just you know it's not great and then they should have asked evan and they know that they should have asked evan and that's shitty yeah um also corvidae's way of dealing with a wraith is like whispering in its ear and sending it off and that was fucking horrifying and should not be happening <laughs> yeah. yeah um like i don't know if we're ever gonna find out what happened with that but oh my god <laughs> Yeah, like, holy shit, that's, uh, (laughs) that can't be good, right? Uh, and then it's like, boom, Laird, and boom, there's Wraiths, Wraiths, and they've given, they beat the, the, what's it called, the Glasgow smile person, and then the the Wraiths, and they 
give Blair the implement and it looks like Pose is going to attack Blake, but then he gets back in the book. And I'm kind of like, so did Pose knew he was going to get back in the book or like what happened? Um, I think that that was like part of the binding thingy that Rose and Blake set up. Right. So, I so it just, because I think he was going along with whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think Pooze would just be like, okay, I'm going to work buddy buddy with you. You know, I think he would have attacked Blake if he could have. Sure. Sure. Um. So then Laird makes his watch turn everyone's brain off and Blake runs, Which is a bummer. He runs away and Blake's like, this is almost a win. And I'm like, oh my God. Like you were being weirdly optimistic. Like, I guess you have to say that for the spirits or whatever. But oh my God. <laughs> All right. So then they go into the street and they basically have a conflict with some ghouls. Yeah, this was random. Here's another section where I'm like, I don't know what the theme is. Is it like death? Is it like. There's Are we going to start trying to others? figure out themes? Because <laughs> yes. we're like way too far into this podcast to like start, you know. Trying to be insightful about themes. Themes. Um, um, well, it's just like, <laughs> it feels like, you know, Wild Bo had talked about like, oh, there's scary others on the streets. And so we want to feel, oh, there's scary others on the streets. Um, like, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I mean, we had the like, good, good comedy about the whole egging Googles and about the whole like, period blood thing. Yeah, that was like, straight up funny. <laughs> that, was, that was incredible. Um it made me think about how, like, if this was the kind of tears, again, they would be like, um, hi, um, are you cool? It seems like you're eating someone. Let's not do that. Like, Did you say, are they cool? Uh, I hate myself. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess, like, having a limb suggests that they're dangerous and eating humans. But um, maybe they dug out a body, and that's, you know, not as bad. And they i i mean at the end he's kind of like hey promise to never hurt anyone ever again or come be my bro <laughs> or whatever um and he's like no nah, i'm leaving and i'm like yeah it's probably the best choice <laughs> um but yeah it was just an interesting like sort of funny section of like here's a little fight yeah the period blood part was pretty funny it yeah was it was so like he was like yeah my mom told me kind of compared it to like chickens laying eggs and now i can't eat eggs <laughs> And I was like, all right, I've never going to use that analogy with my kids. <laughs> and then she, um, and then like when, you know, he gives, like, gives the necromancer like the three options or whatever. And then he's walking away and Evan's like, the fourth option was worse. Like, <laughs> you should be thankful. Like what they were going to try to do. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's just, it was really funny. Yeah, that was great. Uh, okay. So. Blake ends up seeing Duncan Behame's fiance stuck in the snow and they end up helping her out by pushing her car out. She's really grateful and invites him up for Coco. The ward in the house is tripped and Duncan shows up. Woohoo. Um, this felt like another weird karma thing. Like, why is she in her car? Like, why is she just moving her car now? Um, like, if she's moving her car into the garage, like, why didn't you do this three days ago? <laughs> Poor planning. <laughs> Like this because feels this like is a- character development because she's lazy. <laughs> what does that say about Duncan Behane? His fiance is that lazy. She's like, I'll just do like, it later. And then she's and- like, I'll just sit here until some strangers walk by and move it for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because this seems like kind of like Blake Karma that like this is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also that like, yeah, Maggie, Blake and the Taliban help. 
But I'm pretty sure the Taliban didn't go inside with them. And she wasn't like, why doesn't your third friend come get some cocoa? But yeah, that's probably for the best. Yeah. But sorry, Taliban. <laughs> I know. Although maybe it's good if he doesn't melt with the, with the hot cocoa. cocoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's really nice that she invited them in. I mean, I guess like, you know, they helped her with her car and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. you never there's scary people around. That's like yeah. really fucking trusting. Especially yeah. with how shady everyone says Blake looks all the time. <laughs> like, he looks like straight up just like... Horrifying. Horrifying, yeah. like, crazy man. Yeah, she seems like a really sweet person. She does. Um, She's like, yeah, my he, fiance's obsessed with clocks, but everybody's got their something. And I'm that's like, right. that's so cute. <laughs> Her one vice is that she's lazy enough to have waited to <clears throat> take the car in for three days. But everything else seems very sweet. <laughs> yeah, um... I'm wondering why they didn't take her up on the food and or cocoa because it made me think of Snowdrop Tiny Fans cocoa that I still haven't tried and I was like I want cocoa. I want to try malted that. cocoa. I was like, oh, this woman's doing something exciting. That sounds um, amazing. I know. And like, is this because you're trying to find the fine balance between like being a guest and like being able to fight people in their house? I'm like, why don't you take the cocoa? I would have 12,000% taken the cocoa. Because isn't it weird to be like, we'll come inside and warm up and then just sort of stand here. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess they're warming up, but like, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's true. Um, Dude, I, so like, I used to work at a, at Peggy Sue's, which Malia will know it's a 50s diner on Maui. Um, And you always started as a dishwasher. And then if you work there long enough, you kind of worked your way up to either a waitress if you're a woman or cook if you're a guy and yes that's kind of sexist i guess the only uniforms they had were these dresses so maybe they were just like it's not going to work out for a guy to be wearing a 50s <laughs> diner dress whatever no one ever you complained also you about saw it. the cooks they were standing behind the counter yeah the cooks are like right there um but <laughs> <laughs> they the cooks did not have 50s diner dresses on um but they had like malts and milkshakes and stuff like that. And one of the things like um, my friend um, Kiara, she always would get like um, at least like on our breaks and stuff like that. Cause we could have like free food from there sometimes if it's like a little bit. So she would get like a scoop of vanilla ice cream and put um, hot fudge over it. And she'd like sprinkled malted milk powder all over it. Wow. And it was so freaking good. It was like, <laughs> you know, like a, a Whopper <laughs> or a Malteser, depending on where you are in the world. Um, and freaking delicious. I've never thought about doing that with hot chocolate before. Um, but that sounds delightful. Indeed. See, this woman is perfect. She just likes Duncan <laughs> and <That's> is right. lazy. <laughs> yeah. Those are her two vices, but you know, everyone's got them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I also didn't, I didn't get the thing about perception until Blake spelled it out and I'm still having kind of a trouble understanding it, but we can talk about it when he I mean, officially figures it out. Yeah, it's yeah, we can figure it out together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Duncan gets there and it's all like standoff and there's the gun and then they kick the gun and then we're standing around and then um I just feel bad for Joanna cuz she obviously does not know. She's obvious I mean she seems obviously an innocent like she doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. Well, and kind of so yeah, Laird's call for backup. Um Blake correctly infers that they control the perception of time instead of time itself um he's able to get one over on duncan um and he makes a note that maggie seems off again <laughs> you oh, could say. yeah um but yeah so so he, he like goes in the kitchen he palms an egg timer and blake 
fucks things up. <laughs> he fucks I, shit like, up. It's like Blake seeing him grab the egg timer made the perception trick not work or something. Um, but then like later he has to close his eyes to not look at the clock or whatever in order to not get perceptionified. Yeah. Um, I really don't understand the whole police station thing. Like, what was yeah. real? What was not real? What did he actually experience? Like, I guess, I think it was like the morning happened and then Blake thought that time had gone back in time and was waiting for them. But the fucking guy showed up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> Look, Malia, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, If I acted like I understood this better than you do, I would be straight up lying. <laughs> it's it's kind. When I read it for the first time, I realized it was over my head, and I just accepted it. <laughs> and the second time I read it, same thing. I was like, I frankly don't have the time to decipher this because I've got children that are just hot hot messes. You know, <laughs> really cute hot messes. Um, that's where all my my brain injury has to has to go to that and my job. Um, and I have to just accept, I ain't going to get this. I'm not going to get this right now. So, um, I am almost a hundred percent positive. We will have someone comment and tell us exactly where we're, where we're wrong or where we're, uh, and this is not saying this in a bad way. It's very useful having people, you know, comment and be like, Hey, you guys missed this part. Um, it's just going to happen. And, um, I just, I probably should be ashamed to say, but I'm just not that uh, that's just what we're going to have to depend on. <laughs> that's what's happening. Yeah. It's just yep. he because I get that like in the mo like so it's the turning back time that I don't fucking get. But the like like I think what happens is that Laird like flashes his golden watch or whatever and then everyone else just like zones out and is like yeah. Uh. And then Laird like walks around really slow and chill, like he's like Quicksilver in like the X Men movies or whatever, and then just like yeah. leaves, right? Yeah. But it, it's not that he's moving really fast; it's just that everyone is like fucking zonked. Yeah. Um. Like acts like probably, the Flash. Right. It's probably bad form or something to just slit everyone's throats when you do that. That's probably kind of bad karma <laughs> or something. There's probably some reason why he doesn't do that. Um. But yeah, so like, so this whole thing where it was like, you know, Blake closes his eyes and finds the gun before, you know, like those sorts of things I kind of get. I, I kind of get the diner. I just don't fucking understand the police station at all. Yeah. Um, I don't understand that. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. It probably would actually be good karma to slip Blake's throat. Interesting. Don't you think? Because he's a like a diabolist. So I mean, there might be some other reason he can't do it. Like maybe like... Mm. um. Well, you he, know, he if wants Blake alive around. a little bit longer is what he said at the police station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. I mean by the police station that I don't get, I really don't get the whole Duncan thing. I kind of sort of not totally entirely get the whole police station round two thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, there's a time in the past in this podcast where I would have, like, really tried to act like I knew what the <laughs> fuck was happening um, and just, like, tried to act mysterious to you, but... Yeah, no, um, we're on the same page. I know that there's <laughs> an explanation. I know there's a way to understand this that I'm sure someone will explain it. Um, but again, as I've said, I have not devoted the brain power needed to understand it. To I just am person, like, yeah. this is interesting. It's a good story. It's still a good story, even if I don't know what the fuck's happening. And <laughs> we're going to let it roll, you know? 
Right. Not understanding the mechanic is not really a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but you know, I'm sure it's possible to understand it as he was uh, explaining it. <laughs> but um, it would involve me probably reading it over and over quite a few times and, like, maybe writing something out to, like, get it in my brain better. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. It's fine. It's it's fine, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, just good on you, like, good on Blake, you know? Like, he lost a <laughs> yeah. bunch of blood and he, like, has been through a bunch of shit. Like, he is probably, like, a straight-up genius in some ways. Um, super that smart, yeah. He's probably super smart. Um at least in some ways. Um, and if he wasn't continually, you know, trying to fight for his life and like um, being starving and losing his blood and his power and stuff, he'd probably like be straight up successful doing something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he'd probably just, you know, straight up like, yeah. Invent some like mathematic theories, you know, that like change mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. way we see the world. Um, mm-hmm. But instead, you know, fucking granny is a diabolist just fucked mm-hmm. all that shit up for him so thanks yeah you know it's a bummer but that also wouldn't be a very interesting story like you know there's this guy who had kind of a shitty family that he didn't talk to but he was really smart and his life was fine <laughs> the end he had to go to therapy and stuff but it turned out okay yeah he had to go to therapy but he was totally fine you know he was fine everything's fine <laughs> and his cousins were all uh... fucked up and no one or who knows? Actually, maybe if Granny wasn't a diabolist, they might all have been mm, fine. You know, been fine. They might have been wow. okay. You know, might have been like a normal dysfunctional family. Yeah, because that's a lot better than a diabolist dysfunctional family. <laughs> um, but speaking of Blake thinking things that I don't understand, Blake's mm-hmm. like, "I'm gonna get away in one piece." <laughs> <laughs> like, like at this moment, he's like, "This is great. Laird's here. The dolls are here. The behaved children are here." conquest is on his way perfect <laughs> like, this is this is ideal this is great and then by the end of the chapter it's like oh no conquest is here i'm fucked i'm like i don't understand what changed <laughs> i don't understand well uh, to echo something you put in your notes i guess it's about perception <laughs> i guess <laughs> um but yeah and then there's maggie and like she's possessed question mark we don't know we move on very quickly i mean it would explain her whole like spirit self being a little bit more like wild um i'm one i don't know if this happened during the whole her town being destroyed or if she's like made other deals or whatever since then oh maybe oh maybe is this part of why she can't swear okay that like like all these like like persnickety bitches like isadora and rose mm-hmm. who are like it would be what's the word uncouth it would be undignified in ignoble right yeah There's a bunch of bitches who were like it would be ignoble and so maybe this one something is like like fey like or something it's like yeah maggie i will possess you and help you do certain things but you can't swear anymore because i don't like it okay <laughs> but the question i have theory. is that like she hasn't been able to swear for like as long as blake's known her right so like why uh-huh. would she look different now I don't think she looks different. Well, not look different, but like, why would Blake think that she's acting different? Because like he's he was saying he used to trust her. He, which didn't make sense because she murdered his cousin. <laughs> but but like, but if you can remember, he was saying like she's acting different now. Sure, there's something about her now that's different. Sure, 
And I like, mean, I guess so. If it's not that, maybe it has something to do with how she got to Toronto. That she had to make a deal with something to get out of Jacobsville and get to Toronto. Hmm. <laughs> Real fast. Okay. So, so what are you saying? She made a deal with, or are you gonna say that till the end? Oh, I don't know. Like a fairy thing. Okay. Pick, so you think? Pixie. So you think she's possessed <laughs> by a fairy or a pixie? Blake thinks she's possessed by a something. Okay. I guess spirits possess people, so it'd be like a like a spirit of moving fast. <laughs> a spirit of moving fast. Okay. Yep, that's what I got. <laughs> okay, so either a fairy or a spirit of moving fast. Yeah, I don't know if fairies can possess people. Okay. So we're leaning more toward the spirit of... More towards the spirit of something. Okay. Spirit of Speedy. Speedy McSpeederson. Yeah. Or, I don't know. <laughs> uh, All right. But I bet that this is going to be something that Blake doesn't ask anyone about for at least three arcs because he doesn't want to be like Rose. <laughs> Besides kind of bringing it up like to Maggie and then being like, sorry, I shouldn't have asked that. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, Rose ends up stopping Corvidae from messing with Duncan's fiance. Like, right. Like, just barely, basically. Does she? Um, Wait, does she? I think so. I think it said, like, she went, in, she went up and uh, he hadn't done anything quite yet. I think it just said she went up. Mm, I don't think so. Let me take anyway, a look. You keep, you keep reading and I'll... I'll... <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Blake tries to negotiate with Lair, um, and then he sees Conquest outside, who has defeated Rose's minions. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, my last note was like, I hope that Corvidae was one of those minions. I'm positive, so... Okay, yeah, so she's like, you're positive? What did it say? I'm finding it. Yeah, it says, we should wrap this up. Where's Corvidae? I told him to stop Duncan. Did you tell him how? No. I thought for a second, go upstairs now, stop him. And then she goes upstairs. I'm under the impression that Rose is upstairs with Duncan Behame's wife to be in a particular other. Okay. Had Rose's others listen to me. When you said what? I'm all right. I well, that's, that's all I'll say about that then. So. <laughs> I mean, I hope she stopped him, but also like, what the fuck? How do you just say stop Duncan when you know he has a goddamn like almost wife not here and you're just like, lol. Bye. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. (laughs) I'm so mad at her. It's so dumb. I hate it so much. Stop Duncan. Oh my God. Stop Duncan from what? Oh my God. Did you tell him how? I know. That's pretty dumb. It's pretty stupid. So mad. Like Rose. Like like (laughs) it's it's like you're trying to do. Like you're not stupid, Rose. Like you're trying to do this shit on purpose now. Like stop trying to be evil. Rather her be a dumbass. Yeah, because at least she was a dumbass and be an accident. Right. No, I mean, it felt like maybe she didn't. I don't know. I hate it. I mean. I hate it. <laughs> she had to have known, right? Like, let's I, be real. I don't, I mean, she's, she's smart. smart. I don't know. I hate it. Um, But yeah, the whole family is power thing was really interesting. I mean, I still think that Laird shouldn't, like, you know, put children in the line of fire like this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But also, this feels very true about the other verse that, like, you know, for most practitioners, their power comes from their family and having like a strong family with like lots of good ties and lots of good whatever the fucks and lo- and like a power source, power base, whatever, like helps. Mm-hmm. Um, And it is the fact that Rose was a diabolist that fucked up her family, it seems like the the karma really, really messed with them. And being involved in demonic rituals probably also messed with them. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I don't understand. Last, last thing. I don't understand what Blake's plan was. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll see the next couple chapters we read. Maybe it'll all come back around. Maybe. Maybe. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right. So now we come to our pale in comparison section. Um, and I guess one thing we could mention is we've seen ghouls, obviously. Um, so we can kind of talk about the ghouls we know and compare them to like the ones that we saw. Um, another thing could be um, comparing like the tallow man to one of, I don't know, to some of our characters in Pale. Um, what do you think you want to talk about? Okay, I don't remember exactly what the the one boogeyman in the wheelchair or whatever is like in Pale. But oh, the I cage feel like thing? Tallow Man. No, no, no. The one who shows up with Milkmaid um, to help out with the market. Is it Cage Rattler? No, I thought Cage Rattler was the, the dad and the son. Yeah, that's um, what that was. I'm blanking the, on the wheelchair one, to be honest. He's Imagine. just, he's down in the, in Kennet below and he like does stuff with the, with the. Oh, that does sound familiar, actually. Okay. Yeah. He's just like, he's like trying to be a better person or whatever. Like he's trying to not eat people or kill people or whatever. Yeah. Um, I want to say the towel man is like, at least as sympathetic as that guy. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I can see that. We haven't seen the towel man hurt anyone. I mean, like his whole story is about like murdering all his family members and stuff, but like we give people second chances if they repent. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so far, Taliban has helped protect people or something and given parts of his body to help Blake and tried to make candles when people were afraid of the dark. And Which is very sweet. Helped yes. push a lazy woman's car into her garage. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the Taliban would be a really great addition to Pale. I think it would be one of those ones like the ghouls or like, you know, just lots of people where it would be like, oh, fuck, that sounds like a bad idea. And then it'd be like, that fucking guy. Like, this is what wholesome. What a solid choice. What a mensch. Yeah. And he can like, help with healing. Yeah, they need that. Right? Wow. I mean, yeah. Next crossover, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's interesting as a burgeoning pact reader i'm bummed that there don't seem to be like it'd be fun if talaman or whatever the fuck like showed up in pale and like he you know i'm i also i appreciate that there's not packed spoilers in pale or whatever um and we do get um eloise and we do have musser taking over toronto um Mm. but i don't know it'd be fun if there was a little like hope yeah hope might be kind of too big of a word but yeah well i mean yeah i mean it is nice. You get a little bit of taste here and there, but I mean, that's the whole point as well. Like being able to read one without mm-hmm. um, having spoils spoilers um, for the other. So, um, right. It, it makes me wonder what the next one will be like, if it'll be like the same sort of a thing where we're totally disconnected or if it'll be more of a, like a pale sequel or like a bringing things together or whatever. Yeah, I know. That'll be kind of interesting. Yeah. So. We'll have to, I guess I think the jury's still out on what he's going to call it, right? I think so. That okay. last that I heard were, yeah, unclear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, geez, Wild Bo, can't you tell us earlier so that we can come up with our podcast names? <laughs> <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> I know. Because uh, I really had a good one for if it was Plex, but that's yeah. all right. Um, Maybe I'm he'll gonna, still do something. 
I'm going to not mention it just in case he actually does plex, but you know, <laughs> yes. probably won't though. Uh, all right. Anyway, anything else to say or should we move on to the bold and specific prediction? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, so, so the, so uh, if you're building a bridge, you need to reevaluate your life or what was the, if you're building a bridge, uh one of the bridge things had to do with bad romance <laughs> yeah bad romance <laughs> yeah. so um <laughs> blake yeah i mean it's just you know there's blake and tiffany and then there's blake and alexis it seems like you know blake is in love with alexis um mm-hmm. but he also like doesn't know tiffany that well um and like she seems really sweet and kind of like whatever but a lot of her awakening ritual things were like there's more than meets the eye so maybe it's like blake and tiffany won't work as a couple but i also it feels to me more like blake and alexis are like maybe gonna have some sort of like hey conversation where people have to be like this isn't happening like this is awkward yeah i guess like i'm leaning toward i don't think blake is going to end up with either tiffany or alexis ultimately (laughs) are you saying that this isn't a secret romance story yeah i mean we gotta get mom on this podcast and maybe it'll turn into one gotta get what mom on the podcast oh yeah well (laughs) the fact that she almost made louise and matthew happen is my favorite thing (laughs) that's the best thing ever i think it's still gonna happen i I really that's like gonna be like the best prediction ever be like man mom you made it happen (laughs) i mean yeah that's the best thing and i remember when she said that at the time i was like whatever mom that's that's really dumb (laughs) yeah like that's so stupid and now it's like holy crap they're like living together and they've like touched hands and like you know yeah it's just like for louise and the thing i I know like holy crap it's gonna happen and yeah it's gonna happen Except right now, mom's on like the oh Matthew's bad again train. Yeah, so, she'll come around. She'll come around. It's of fine. course, she will. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, but yeah, that was an impressive prediction. Um, let's see. Any other predictions? Um, like I don't know, Maggie again. We kind of talked about that. Um, or conquest or um anything. Um, part of me wants to say it feels like we're gonna wrap up with conquest this arc, but also. <laughs> I think that's probably a dumb prediction, but we're going to go with it. Okay. Um, uh, Meg. I also, okay, here's a prediction that I'm not sure that I believe and I don't want it to be true, but I guess like Rose will be the final boss of this story. Okay. Um, Rose will be the final antagonist. Rose can be the final antagonist of the story. Yeah. All right. That is a bold and specific prediction. I like it. Yep. That's how it's feeling. All right. Um, our previous discussion question was us being lazy like Duncan's uh, fiance. Um, <laughs> and we said to tell us a joke. Tell us a joke, peons. <laughs> um, but to be us. fair, I did tell two jokes. So it's kind of a trade. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there were a lot of discussion on our Discord. Um, and so we're just going to pick a few of them because there mm-hmm. were kind of a lot. Um let me see. But first, shout out to Blake Tall, who correctly identified that the game I was talking about last week was Cribbage with Grandpas. So if you want to learn how to play Cribbage with a nice grandpa, you should check it out. Awesome. Good job, Blake Tall. Um, let's see. I just lost my thing. Um, 
Speaking of Blake Tall, he <laughs> or they, I don't know. Um, they put a good math joke. Um, so it said three statisticians go out hunting together. After a while, they spot a solitary rabbit. The first statistician takes aim and overshoots. The second aims and undershoots. The third shouts out, we got him. <laughs> I like that one. I like that too. Um, Elliot put a couple that are very much in the theme of my, like a lizard or whatever joke last week. Um, <laughs> so what's brown and sticky? A stick. <laughs> <laughs> What did the farmer say when he lost his tractor? Where's my tractor? (laughs) (laughs) What did Batman say to Robin before they got in the Batmobile? Robin, get in the Batmobile. (laughs) It's so good. That is pretty much like a lizard. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty much. Um, (laughs) Mirth Strike. This one's trying to decide if it's too long to read. It had seven LOLs, so I gotta read it. Um, Mm. An infinite number of mathematicians walk into a bar. I'll have a beer, says the first. I'll have half of what he's having, says the second, pointing to the first. I'll have half of what he's having, says the third, pointing to the second. I'll have, begins the fourth, before being interrupted by the bartender slamming down two beers. You guys have got to stop doing this. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) That's really good. Uh, um, and then I saw an egg joke. Um, this was just yeah. So Clawford put um as one of the egg jokes. There are two eggs, sunny side up, in a pan. And the first egg says, "Is it just me, or is it getting hot?" And the second egg goes, "Ah, a talking egg." <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. That's so dumb. I love it. Yep. Ah oh, man, this one's really long, but I want to read it. Go for it. Okay. This was by $24 Barbecue Water, which what a weird username. Not not throwing shade because I kind of like it, but I'm like, what does that come from? What does that mean? Yeah. What does it mean? Did you have to pay $24 for water at a barbecue place? Or was like your $24 barbecue, like, did they have bad water or good water? I don't know. I don't understand. Um, okay. This is long. A child is walking down the highway and finds an old discarded welder's mask. Fascinated with the thing, he puts it on. A few miles later, he decides to hitchhike home and gets picked up by a serial killer. The serial killer's eyes keep shifting over to the child. Hey, kid, he asks, do you know what thumbscrews are? No. A few more minutes pass. The serial killer speaks up again. Do you know what an Iron Maiden is? The boy shifts nervously into seat. No, I don't. The serial killer nods and keeps driving. He's on the edge of the seat. Finally, he can't take the suspense no longer. Well, then, do you know what a brazen bull is? The young boy sighs and looks over at the serial killer. I have to be honest with you. I'm not actually a welder. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Dear. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Okay. Maybe a couple more. <laughs> I don't know. But like Tall um, asks, how do non-binary samurais kill people? They slash them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um. And then maybe this one can be the last one. I like this one a lot. So Mirth Strike goes, Doctor, you've got to help me. I've come down with a massive case of hypochondria. Okay, okay, calm down. How are you so sure that that's what happened? Because, Doc, it's as clear as day. I've got all the symptoms. (laughs) (laughs) Or I've got all the symptoms. All the symptoms. (laughs) All the symptoms. Uh, I like it. 
Yeah. Well, thank you for all your jokes and including those that we didn't read. Um, yes. A lot of funny ones. We enjoyed them a lot. They made a we chuckle. Did. All right. Our new discussion for this coming week. What sort of collection would be a deal breaker in a potential partner? So like clocks are maybe okay, but, mm. but what else? <laughs> what else? I collect buttons like the kind of buttons like, pin like buttons pin buttons like the flare like in uh the moving waiting where they have to wear like the flare mm-hmm. on their mm-hmm. vests and it's really obnoxious i don't ever put them on anything but i have a fuckload of them like a really really big jar um yeah yeah that's my collection <laughs> yeah i've also i feel like i've tried to start a bunch of collections that aren't like that impressive like shot glasses and mm. um i have a bunch of mugs um mm. i used to collect bandanas you um, did you had yeah. a lot i had a lot i wanted like every color and then it was like i think i think i still have most of them somewhere but it was like well i don't wear these anymore. i don't want to say you collected hats too for a little bit but it didn't mm. get like that big because it's kind of hard to keep a lot of hats i feel right. like like i get these little notions where like i'm like oh i'm gonna start you know like like i did this with like um rimmed caps and shot glasses and different things where it was like i'm gonna buy one from every place i go and then i just like sort of stopped it's like um, you can't you kind of run out of space yeah um storage is hard like yeah if i have a house maybe someday but yeah but even when you have a house you're gonna be like this still isn't big enough for my shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably not all um, right does well have a, any collections um he's he's inherited um I mean, I say inherited, but like his his parents kind of gave him um, like a coin collection that they had been starting and we've mm. kind of been adding to it. Um, and then they also have some cash. So some of it's like, um, I don't remember what it was called, but like the old Lithuanian money before oh, cool. euros. Um, and he has like a bunch, I think like, I don't even know. I haven't looked at it in a long time, but he's got a bunch of coins basically from a di- from different places. And then some, really cool. some dollars. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, I'm trying to think Ben... Ben has, I don't know if this is a collection, Ben has two Halo Nerf guns <laughs> that he wants to mount on our wall. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and it hasn't happened yet, but... Are they like collectible, collectible items or something? Or? I don't know. <laughs> they look like the Halo guns. Okay. <laughs> One of them you have to like pump sort of to like switch the chamber and like shoot. I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah that's cool i feel like a spin on or a twist on this collection or on this question would be like what is a collection you have and what do you think it says about you that's true that's a good question um i kind of like that um i kind of yeah let's ask about what collection you have what kind of collection do you guys have and what does it say about you do you think it's a deal breaker with anyone else (laughs) sure (laughs) all right thank you for listening everyone If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. If you'd like to support Wild Bo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbo. You can follow the pod on Twitter at palecomparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 
7.6 and 7.7, I think. And again, just to remind everyone again, Pale Complexions fan art contest, um, theme of takeover. Entries are due April 1st. You can check out more information on doofmedia.com. Woo! The the 7.6 and 7.7, I was like, I think, because I wanted you to confirm or deny. That's no fun. Okay, yeah, no, that should be right. 7.6 and (laughs) 7.7. Cool. That should be fine. (laughs) All right. This is kind of a weird fun fact, but this is, I don't know. They're all kind of weird. Um, There was a study done, um, I guess, by Israeli and Australian researchers um, that has shown um, that Viagra, is reported to prevent flowers from wilting for a week beyond their prime. Uh, so I guess if you have to keep flowers alive or looking nice for a while and you've got some spare Viagra, go ahead and use Crush that. It up and put it in there. That's right. Um, <laughs> also, just random Viagra facts. Um, actually was originally made for hypertension, um, so high blood pressure and for chest pain. Um, the <laughs> current most common usage was actually a... a side effect and they decided hey Mm. we're gonna use that um but you'll find that it actually is currently also prescribed for pulmonary hypertension um so you'll find that there are some women that do have to take viagra for that Hmm. yeah do just hmm? do they have to worry about if they're giving it to you for like erectile dysfunction Mm -hmm. do they have to be like how is your heart or whatever to make sure that you're not gonna we yeah, they cool. do. I mean, there's there's a lot of medications that, um, and that's why it's important to go to a doctor and make sure that uh, you get Yay. prescriptions from them because they have your full medical history and they're going to look at the side effects of the drugs um, because um, I feel like there's a lot more people in general that have higher blood pressure than lower blood pressure, but hmm. there are some people who have lower blood pressure. Um, and if you do have cardiac problems, um viagra may not be a good choice um but it also might work just fine it kind of just depends on uh your medical history and what your doctor says so Hmm. don't be taking stuff that your cousin has because they have extra um it's not a good idea (laughs) that's a weird that would be kind of weird anyway like hey like cousin joe can i borrow can i steal some viagra from you i don't know don't borrow Hmm. viagra from your family Don't and friends. Viagra. Yeah. Get it from your doctor. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye.